Welcome to Beyond the Staff Room. Here with Stephen Hurley on a Sunday night. We're going to do some uh, live planning for a conference coming up. Well, stay tuned. It's not just a Sunday night. It's this Sunday night. Hey, Derek. It's this Sunday night. How are you it's doing? True. Well, it's... Uh, it's a case of uh, me saying to you, I'm glad it's you and not me that's doing this planning uh, because I hate planning. I mean, I like, I like being at conferences oh. and I, I, I like, well, I mean, it's worth noting that it's four days away <laughs> <laughs> or less than that. Plus I keep telling myself, and this is terrible, but I keep telling myself, I got a six hour drive. You do have a six hour drive. Get it sorted out on my drive. Did you notice there's somebody in the room with us? Oh, now this isn't my room, so people aren't lighting up in the same way. So Carol Salva. Carol Salva. Carol Salva's been to Canada recently. I was in Canada. It's so beautiful there. You were in BC though, right? I was. I was way far, way far from you guys, but it was beautiful. See, people in people in BC sometimes don't think they're part of Canada because there's a mountain range. It's a it's a little a little range of mountains that separate them from the rest of the country. It's so gorgeous, isn't it? Beautiful. We're just we're in awe the whole time, and people are so friendly. They're just like you guys. I felt like I was home. Oh, isn't <laughs> was that nice? It's my people. That it was nice? wonderful. So shout out to everybody in BC, Team Canada over there. Fantastic. Thanks for coming, Carol. Yes, I am nervous about our planning. <laughs> this is so I don't know if you know about this particular show, Carol, but um on Sunday night, Stephen and I have been breaking down um a, a framework, an Ontario framework, uh based on on leadership to explain how school leaders should behave, basically. And uh we're putting it on hold this weekend because I got to figure out what I'm doing at this bit conference. <laughs> That's leadership <It's>, alive. <laughs> I'm just going to say leadership is a six hour drive. I'll uh, figure it out on my way there. And Steven and I couldn't figure out a time to actually talk. So we're just going to do it on the podcast. Well, can I, can I yeah. ask you something about, about planning? I'll ask you both. Um, is this, is this typical Derek? I mean, uh, there are some people that plan months in advance, like Noah Daniel uh, will plan, like she'll have things planned, you know, weeks and weeks in advance. I tend to think about it for months and months and months, but when it comes to sitting down and actually putting it on paper, um, it it's usually a couple days before. So I have something to say about this. <clears throat> so I absolutely subscribe to that plan. I, I, I do it a couple days before or a day of, it's been known to happen. Um, and I've been criticized saying that I'm not like giving the respect or the value or the time that people deserve. They're coming to this conference. And I'm not preparing properly. And I don't think that's the case. I feel like I'm in a constant state of preparing. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of taking oh, all, yeah. all of those things that I've been working on and crystallizing them into one particular path. Like I'm always doing education stuff. It just, so I'm not always like actually putting it in the right package. And so, and that, that doesn't take that. That has to happen for me closer to the time, right? I need, I need to be in the right zone to make it happen. Yeah are brilliant people. I was at a conference recently and it, and I it was rare that I get to have two days that I'm in a conference with people and there's the guy that I just respect so much 
and we were talking about our sessions the next day. And he said, yeah, I need to go plan that. And I was like, tomorrow's session? <laughs> and I felt so comfortable because I, I do that too. Like, I, and I, and what you just said, Derek, I think that's really important. It's like, you're constantly thinking about professional development. It's, it's just constant, maybe not professional development specifically, but about teaching things and the craft of teaching and how we learn and you do you podcast about it you do all kind you're constantly a reflection about it so putting it together for how you're going to say it to somebody that's almost like just the logistics and details just a little bit there at the end i i, I did a presentation for a group of principals uh here in in the district that my kids go to school in and and the public health nurses had had asked me if i would do something on uh, mental well-being uh, for uh, the principals and in schools. I'm, I'm doing some podcasts uh, for a foundation here around that. And so nice. bringing together some of that, uh, some of that learning that I've, I've been doing in that process. And it was funny because they said, well, can we get your slides uh, by <laughs> Wednesday? And that was like a week away. You mean this Wednesday? A week away. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay. So I put together five slides and I thought, okay, well, there you go. And so I, I did that presentation with five slides. I don't like a lot of slides anyways, but they were all pictures and it just left me such a, a wide range of, of uh, possibility. Just Here's five pictures well, you're going to talk to. Here, here's the thing too. Like I do, I often do a six hour training. We're hired to come in and usually it's six hours, three hours before lunch, three hours after lunch. And we have um, like, if it's going to be on the, the book that I wrote, if it's going to be the boosting achievement training, no two times is it ever the same. Right, right. It, I mean, I, I have a shell of what I want to cover. It's the same book. It's the same concept. But I'm listening to conversations from the beginning of the day. I'm getting a formative assessment. I'm trying to model how you would run a classroom. So you have people in structured conversations and you're walking around listening. And the afternoon is based on what I heard in the morning often. Well, and you know, people get a chance to share. Can I ask you about that? Because I've never done, this is like doing a three hour chunk and this is the biggest I've done in these sorts uh -huh. of conversations. Normally I do the one hour thing, right? Uh -huh. um, so what sort of mechanisms do you, you, you said, you know, you're listening and, you're, and you're, what sort of mechanisms do you use for collecting information throughout that? Well, well, we have, it just depends. And usually it's more of I'm making mental notes because I still have to cover the, the same basic information, but it's more like, oh yeah, okay. I hear what they're saying and I have a video or I have an example or, you know, Mad PD is a, is a perfect example because people will say, let's say, you know, people are talking that they would really like X, Y, Z, but there's no time for professional development or they don't have the budget to go learn more about, you know, so you know about things like that. So I'm not writing anything like that down. Now, sometimes because the training includes structured reading and writing activities, I might model how you get a collective shared writing from a group, you know, brainstorm together something and write something. And, and it's always about the content. So I might do a writing like that with them to show them how to do that with students. And that has some record of things. 
Can I can I jump in for a second because yeah. I I could I could feel I could actually feel it was palpable uh, Derek's excitement when you were talking about that because now he's thinking. <laughs> I don't have to do any planning on the <laughs> on the drive. I'm just going to wait till I get there and see what they're. But no, Derek, Derek, know, no, 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 I no. I have <laughs> seen some master presenters um, take a take a poll at the beginning, um, you know, and have a conversation, have a structured conversation where you give people like a sentence frame or something. One of my biggest challenges is blank, you know, or if you want it to be more direct about professional development or one of the biggest challenges is, and you have people talk to each other and yes. come up with yes. the group. Um, everybody has to have an answer when they go around, but consolidate your answers, come up with your three biggest ones. They give that to you and you scribe them and then see, you know, have one person stand up from each table and you don't want repeated ideas and that kind of thing. And then that's gonna that could drive the next two and a half hours. No, you, you you said something there. Um, you said master presenters, and I'm not a master presenter, and I don't think Derek. <laughs> of course you, you are. <laughs> You're presenting right now. You present but, every day. But you but you you kind of wrote a book on this, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wrote a book on teaching kids who don't know how to read or write and have been to Yeah, school. but that's what you that's what you're presenting. I mean, that's different. Yeah. So anyway, we yeah. should we should probably give Derek a hand here. Derek, I'm taking over your show. Go ahead, sir. No, this is <laughs> I, I think be, that though. would be brilliant. But because you know you're you know you have way more than three hours of content in your brain. You do. Oh yeah, that, no, that was just about there. Funny. there and lecture for three hours either. And I was having a conversation with my wife tonight about that, and she was like really worried about the time. She's like, "How are you planning on burning the time?" I'm like, "Oh, oh no, not to worry with that." No problem. <laughs> but the, the the challenge will be that you, you you know, or at least mine is that I get excited and I keep talking, right. and that's just bad. You want just like in a classroom, it's better for them to talk to each other about these things and us just plant seeds, inspire, and guide the thinking. I'll do, just uh, Derek, before you go any further, I'll just uh, assure you that we're not going to release this episode until after your presentation. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Yeah, I mean, I actually go for it out there. <laughs> okay, Stephen, have you heard his idea? He no. is, oh, God, tell him your idea. Yeah, so, this... so, Car so, Carol's kind of here for a reason. We're, we're going to meet beforehand, like at 8 30, but you know, things happen. So, we brought her into the podcast. So, um, I was looking for some people from Matt PD to connect with, and I have a few um, people who are going to do that. So, like, I want to have um, people walk away from this this workshop with with something you know they've created, something in their hands, and I'd like them to have a Mad PD style conversation. So I thought, oh, I'll bring some folks in from around the world. Like, that's the whole point about Mad PD is bring them around. And who cool. better to bring in than Carol Salva? So I connected with Carol, and she was like, I can't. I'm doing a presentation at exactly the same time. So of oh, course I know I where thought, this is going. I know where this is going. <laughs> this is this is a Derek line of thinking. <laughs> oh my god. This what makes better me thing to do than to connect both presentations. <laughs> and it's actually this works, I think, Carol. Stay with me for a second, okay? So um <laughs> Stephen and I were talking before you came on and before everybody else was listening. And um so I'm doing this presentation about MADPD, Make a Difference Professional Development, this online conference that we do. And um, 
also that mechanism and how that mechanism can be used in your school. And so, as you know, Carol, I brought you in a bunch of times at my school where we do personalized professional development, where I bring in somebody from around the world to talk to our teachers. And the mechanism of that is YouTube Live. But really what that hangs on is your network of people that you can call on or, or how you can go about finding these people. Um, and the problem with that is you can create a network quickly, right? It takes time and it takes understanding that there's value in it, that you want to go on Twitter chats and, and, and sort of make these authentic conversations with people that you could then eventually draw on, you know, as you go. Like I wouldn't be able to call you to ask you to do this crazy thing if we didn't already have the history that we've had and you know, yeah. all these things, right? So like if I cold called you and said, hey, Carol, you want to do a presentation with me in a few days uh, while you're doing a presentation, you'd probably say no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out, one, how to explain to people how to create a network. But I think more importantly, how to demonstrate that that work is worth it. If you put the work in to create a network, it will pay off eventually. And it's not uh. going to pay off next week. It's just not. Um, but eventually it will. And so to me, just the act of being able to pull you up on screen with whatever it is, 50 people behind you, I don't even know what your numbers are, um, would meet the needs of my presentation. <laughs> so, so I don't know what you need from your right because I don't know what you're presenting about. So but, what you're saying is just the fact that I Skype in with you and I have like 30 people, 40 people behind me will give them that message that see her network behind her because I'm connected to this one person. I'm really connected to all those people. Is that what you mean? Well, so I'm thinking is say, look, this is a person I met on Twitter who heard about my podcast, came to my podcast and eventually I went on hers and then she created her own. And now we talk back and forth and we're friends. We've never met. And uh, <laughs> she's about to meet the 40 people that are in my room and we're about to meet the 40 people that are in her room and, None of us have ever met anybody, nor will we ever, most likely. Um, maybe you and I will, but not the people in, in the rooms. And uh, and look at this connection we're about to make for no other reason other than we've seen a value in being digitally connected. And you know, now these 80 humans um, in two different parts of the world are going to have a chance to talk to each other. Well, okay. Okay. So, Stephen, do you have any thoughts on that? I have thoughts on that. But I want to hear what Stephen thinks. Well, well, no, I do, I do, but I want to hear what you think first because you you were directly <laughs> involved with this. I'm, I'm just well, gonna... okay. So something I do in our tech trainings because I do it just uh, using technology with English learners, and one of the most powerful things is just to do a simple mystery Skype. Oh where yeah. We connect, and Derek, you've done this with me before, where the people on your side don't know where we are, and we don't know where you are, and they the the two groups uh have a 20 questions where they try to they try to figure it out so this is a great thing you can do in classrooms it's one of the reasons you want to connect people because just the game itself there's so much learning that has to happen about where you are so that i mean especially for us because we have english learners who are new to the country or new to their state and they have to kind of get up on their game or during the game like get up on their their geography of where their new their new places so that they can play. So there's all this, there's contributing to global funds of knowledge that happens. 
And then there's, there's drawing on global funds of knowledge. And then there's all this collaboration and it's very student-centered and mystery Skypes are just great because it, because they just are, you know, you've got these, exactly what you just said, Derek, like those people on the other side, and we would never know, except that we would never know each other, except that the teachers know that connecting you leads to so much uh, learning and valuing because it doesn't stop there. One of one team wins, but then you start asking each other, you let the kids have a conversation. So what's it like where you guys are? So, you know, tell us more about your classes. Tell us more about where you live. You know, they have an authentic conversation before we hang up. And it, it's just, there's awesomeness about that. And, it, and then you take that to adults and well, maybe we could be all be connected on Twitter. Maybe I, I guarantee you people in the rooms, in your rooms and in my room will end up getting online and connecting. Some would. You know, it's, it's interesting because the, you know, knowing, knowing your audience, people come to this conference already attuned to the connection piece. They're already ah. uh, got their radar up in terms of networking. That's why they're there. That's why many of them are there. Some of them have been coming a long time. Some of them it will be their first rodeo, but, uh, I think you, you've got an audience that that's wanting to get into some stuff. Uh, and I think, I think there's, I think it's really important, Derek, that, that if I were, you know, to, to sort of prod you a little bit with some, some, maybe some provocation, that's what I'm looking for, uh, is to be really clear on what it is that you want them to, as you were saying before, walk away with and then work, work from there. Because there are, there are a lot of neat tricks that you could, or not tricks, but uh, neat techniques, <laughs> neat experiences that you could involve them with. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, what, what do you want them to be doing when they go, go home? Uh, remembering the neat little things that uh, Derek Rodenizer did or remembering, you know, a message and, and, and a sense of uh, push uh, to them to get out there and, and get involved. Some of them, some of them will already be involved in Twitter. Right. Uh, but what is it? What is yeah. the unique thing? that I, you're? I think it's, I really think it's the value of the deeper connection and, and, yes. and throwing, I think yes. that's what we've got to walk away with. And we say Twitter, but it's not, that's not what it is. And, it, and I don't think Twitter, I mean, it is an interesting, like, Avenue. We talked about it as my booking agent for my podcast because it really is. But um, it's the people that I've talked to outside of Twitter that have had the good conversations, right? Like the people who have gone on my podcast or the people who have had other conversations with through Voice Ed Radio or Matt BD. Those are the ones that I've made so the deeper okay, conversation, uh, deeper connections with. So, so you've you've just you've just uh, you've just uh, provoked me into thinking. If it's about the deeper conversations, which which I uh, am, that's what that's what I live for. That's what the space is all about: is those deeper conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, um, what about at some point, and maybe even at the beginning, throwing them into an experience where they actually experience what that deeper conversation is like with people in the room, um, you know, so that they you're wetting their appetite because you have a deeper conversation, you assume that it has to be face-to-face. -face. But I've learned over the past three years, it doesn't have to be face-to-face. -face. Um, but but unless you know what that deeper conversation sounds like and feels like, um, then you don't know what you're... Are you saying set it up, the first the first bit set it up like sort of in pairs? Yeah. Like have, like a, some have a podcast in person? 
some storytelling, uh, like a storytelling prompt that will get them into that depth uh, so that that becomes an, a kind of a new standard that, you know, because on Twitter and on social media, it's pretty shallow out there unless you're, unless you know that it doesn't have to be shallow. Because well, sure. if I, if I go a second layer, like I was just looking at the people who I brought in, um, whatever it was, two weeks ago to my PD day, all of them were podcast guests. Every single one of them, hundred percent, right? Yes. So I mean, that that that's the actual connection that I'm that I'm using. It's not the people who I have only met through Twitter. It's not Twitter followers. It's people who I've um, sort of built a deeper relationship with. And for me, that's a podcast. I think it could be other stuff. I guess I'm well, sure I can. But well, we we just launched one here tonight, uh, actually literally tonight, uh, Amanda Potts and Melanie White out of Ottawa, um, wanted to do a podcast on tackling some of those really difficult conversations with their students about race and equity and, and diversity, uh, and social justice, kind of like Jen Cord is doing. I want to, I want to circle back to Jen Cord. We need to talk about her at some point in this conversation. Uh, and, uh, so they've, they've been moving the past few weeks, having these conversations in a coffee shop and then at their home to get better sound. And they weren't happy with uh, the, the first couple sound renditions. And so they finally got one this week uh, about cultural appropriation in Halloween costumes in a grade 11 English classroom. It was, and I listened to that and I listened to their introduction uh, and I am so excited about this. But here are two very good friends who have decided to take the intimacy of that relationship and the intimacy of, of life in their classroom and share it in a podcast, uh, which, which is the opposite of what most of the, the relationships in this space have, uh, you know, have started as. Uh, but these people, have, uh, you know, Melanie and Amanda, have known each other for, for many years and, and are very comfortable with each other. Uh, but it, but again, it's the, in the podcast, uh, or in, in whatever they're talking about, we're kind of invited into that relationship to be part of that, uh, as listeners. And I think that's really powerful. Carol, I feel like you're ready to jump. No, I'm just oh. trying to think, um, what Steven's saying about the conversation, the deeper level of conversation, I think is is important. I don't know how you, I'm really intrigued. Like, how would you get them into that? Well, I mean, one thing would be like, like it's, it's about mad PD, right? So what makes a difference in your classroom? I mean, that's the obvious hook. Yes. Yes. Is, um, so it was thinking about what you were saying at the start, Carol, was if I could force people to sort of have a bit of a brainstorm session, like what makes a difference in your classroom and share that and you know, share with the person beside you and we'll brainstorm and throw on stickies and whatever. Um, we could do that. And that's Twitter. And then from there, group people um, and, 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 and I don't know how to do this exactly, but for structure so that you have a more in-depth conversation like of significant time. And that's, and that's what I'm actually looking for. Right, and that and that's what can come from this this networking and, and this creation, and then maybe it would be a cool segue to go to. I don't even know where are you. Are you in North Carolina? I don't even know where you're at. I will. I will be. I'm in Kansas right now, but I'll be in Orlando. Orlando. Okay. <laughs> and then, not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then from there, how cool to be able to say, 
okay, well, here's someone I met on Twitter and did a podcast with, and then uh, and now we're going to have a you know a mystery Skype, which is a, oh. a mechanism to uh-huh. uh, you know she's from Texas, but she's not there now. So we're gonna have a mystery Skype with her, and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even at. tell them that she's not there because. Yeah, good point. Um, and uh, yeah, and that might be a good sort of demo. So okay, okay. So uh, here's the thing. Another thing that would be interesting to point out. Sometimes we ask people to put them in a structured conversation to to pair them up. I think it's a Kagan strategy um, where we're going to have people find a partner, right, and have a and have a quick conversation. But I want them to have another partner same conversation and another partner had the same conversation. So um, one way to do this, but, but hang with me for a second, because it leads into what you want to do. I asked people to line up shoulder to shoulder. I even have a slide I can show you that just shows people lined up shoulder to shoulder. Um, so side by side, but in years that they've been in education, so uh, my boss, John Seidlitz, this is just one of our things that we have people do. So you can't use any words is the trick, right? So it takes just a few minutes. It does, mm-hmm. They do it pretty quickly, right? People, you got 30 people there or 20 people. They're going to be able to line up. You know, they're going to use fingers. They're going to use gestures. It's kind of funny where they, they find out, you know, where they are on, on, a, uh, on a continuum. And then you have them say the number of years. And sometimes somebody's out of line. So that's kind of funny. But then you think about it. And I always like to point out to people at that point, how many years of combined experience are in the room. And it's really important to have those seasoned people because they've seen everything and you need them in the collaboration. But you also need fresh eyes. You need the brand new people too, (laughs) because they're not stuck in. We've always done it this way. You know, there's things you can point out when everybody's standing like that of why this room together. And those are people who wouldn't know each other maybe. Um, And so then we fold that line, right? That's the network in the room though. That's the network in the room, right? That's right. That's right. So if you talk about that, I mean, this is the reason I usually quote that guy that wrote the book too big to know. He wrote that book and he says that the smartest person in the room is the room. It's always the room. It's the whole room. But people it's people not, people say that a lot, but uh, never really. You're talking about giving them the, the experience of that, the visual of it, and then the thing that we're going to fold the line and have the person with the most experience is going to walk down. They're going to make like a a conga line. Basically, they're going to fold down so that there's one person standing in front of you, and they just have a, a, a conversation, and then we we switch. We pull three people out of at the end of the line, and they all shift down. You know, you have a new partner. And then you have a new partner again, because you want to draw on everybody, you know, you want to draw on more than one person, bounce ideas off of more than one person. And then you connect with us. And so then it's exponential, the number of years, if your network has people like Derek, like Steven, like Noah, like anybody, it doesn't have to be Twitter. It's that you're drawing on everybody's perspective. Why would you want your room to be just your physical room? Right. Well, and, and that's what Mad PD does is get you outside of the room. So if there's a lot of value in the room, then how much value is there in the world? Yeah. I like where Steven's going with have them experience it 
in the room and and but reflect on that if you're not reflecting on the fact that everyone brings valuable perspective even the brand new student or the brand new teacher we need we need whatever ex experience they have of real world in the conversation yeah it's um and i'm glad derek you brought us back to the mad pd part because the make a difference uh and everybody in that room will have something that does make a difference and, and i think the power of just sharing that and that's for me has been has been the really powerful thing about being invited into your uh your school uh in various in various forms <laughs> like a, a literally a, a head on a computer to actually phys <laughs> physically being there is is not what i feel i can tell them but the the, the power of recognizing myself what has been powerful in my own practice and i think yeah. just just getting them to not just getting them but getting them to realize that and sometimes it's not until you are forced to articulate it that it actually becomes alive for you and uh, so so uh, and they will that's something they will remember from this session is if you get them to to actually express that to one person and it could even be an expanding uh group of people and and so really they're doing it they're doing it interesting hmm. i did a um, speed dating conversations once in a staff meeting <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that huh? yeah we had like an internal circle and an external circle and i just rotated the external circle inside the internal circle so right. everybody got and this rang a bell so everybody got like we got like five minute conversations or whatever but um i like the idea of having multiples but that's the same thing. It's yeah. that inside outside circle is the same thing as that fold the line. Um, I mean, as far in terms of having the speed dating kind of effect, um, the first time you tell somebody your idea, it sounds a certain way in your head and to them, but then you have a chance to articulate it again, but you also have what the other person told you you're informed by that. So, and then the third time you say it, you know, you're really either really, feel more validated or maybe you're even articulating it differently but you've had no other perspectives too so in this model you're saying the same not the same way but the yeah, same thing like every the, time the same yeah so it's example is something i don't want to forget is or something i want to remember is or this uh, what resonated for me was so we're asked we're actually trying to show students how to reflect Okay, so if it's about math, if it's about science, or it's about social studies, we're going to write. We always, hopefully, we want to get to a point where we write and we're showing kids how to write and be reflective. You're not writing, you're not learning to write, you're writing to learn. But that um, we want structured conversations too, the same for the same reason, mm -hmm. to reflect, to reflect and, uh, you know, more student-centered and academic conversations but when you say the same thing what resonated with me and then you say it again somebody in in des moines natalie uh in des moines uh iowa <laughs> west des moines told me that's <laughs> called told me her name's natalie french and brenda daisy and they're awesome and they told me it's called successive pair share successive pair share yeah so it's more it's more than a pair share it's a successive pair share like but think of, yeah it's interesting it's powerful because then if you go go to write something 
you have so much you can write at that point. And your most struggling person who's not maybe, uh, who maybe would take a little bit longer to come up with an idea, like let's say a student, well, you're there, you're the teacher. When everybody's writing their one little idea on a post-it note, because that's the easiest thing is, right, here's a sentence frame. Something I want to remember is, and they're, they just need one idea. And then you can go over and help that student. You can write it for them if they need that, because the learning happens in the conversations. The learning happens right. when they get to hear others' ideas and share their idea. Well, I mean, I feel like the, the best example of this happening is this conversation right now. I'm making so many notes. So um, <clears throat> about I this, feel like I, the way this thing started is, well, notes. We should see my notes. I'm drawing. Good. Um, <laughs> uh, and the way this thing happened, I still, I still, I still believe the network thing is important, but I feel like I had forgotten about the make a difference portion mm-hmm. of of this, and and that really is one of the main reasons that Mad PD works is that it's a completely universal model because mm. every teacher has a difference they make in every class. Period. I believe that whether you're yeah. you know, a spectacular teacher or not, you do something in your classroom that makes a difference for those kids, and and then you can share that. So everybody has that you know there's no exclusivity exclusivity at all and um i know carol and i you've you and i and i'm sure Stephen and i have this conversation too about um asking people to come on the podcast and they're well i don't have anything to say mm. right? i don't have anything to i don't have anything to contribute and that hasn't happened yet i mean i've had awkward conversations but i've never had podcasts or conversations with with a person who is in classroom with te- students and doesn't have anything to to contribute right. doesn't, doesn't have something they can they can give so um maybe maybe a piece of this to actually activate the understanding of needing a network to create this and make it go further is is demonstrating or letting people see that oh they do there is something that you do in your class that makes a difference and there there is a reason that you should be connecting with other people around you so in your in your description you talk about that um, you talk about the the make a difference, but you also talk about, you know, using YouTube Live. You talk about the technology part of it too, right. uh, and it being a tech conference, right? And <laughs> so you, you say, well, attendees will have a chance to work. I mean, I, I've got your description. Are you reading it? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. Uh, Well, the last sentence is attendees will have a chance to work with YouTube Live and speak virtually with previous presenters of Mad PD as they create a live video. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh, I said that. I've been out of step over. Where did he go? He's gone. I don't know. I think you scared him. Oh, I'm no. back. Sorry, that was quick. All right. Um, well, I could I could do that. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Let's but uh, but uh, but you have three, and and you know what's you know what's interesting. If you look down the list of presenters for that particular day or any day uh, at this conference, uh, this is kind of a unique. This is kind of a unique uh, presentation. Um, most of them, you know, are using coding and and uh, very uh, technology, Python and. Uh, assessment things this is something different and people that come to this are coming because well because of the difference i think okay well that this is really interesting to me like can you can you you've been to this conference i haven't and you're reading my thing now so what what do you what is what's expected or what are you thinking of or what's going on in your mind when you're going to this when you're well, reading this you're like yes that's what i want 
okay, so you you mentioned unconference and and that's going to attract people, especially the the ed camp people. Uh, the, the, um, the make a difference, uh, in practice. Okay. So that's the first paragraph talking about that. Uh, but the second paragraph, it's also worth, it's also worth noting in the title of this thing I wrote, make a different PD, which is totally not the title. Of <laughs> right. So, so right, exactly. <laughs> but it's the subtitle, the subtitle, and I often, often base my choices on the subtitle, how to use YouTube live to make a worldwide PD happen. So, so they're, they're going to save the subtitle. Yeah. So there you go. So that's what, that's what people are expecting. They're expecting some hands-on stuff, right? Well, that, that was my thought. And one of the sort of activities I really want to happen is I want people to um, use YouTube live to talk to each other, but within the room, like I was going to have them connect and separate, like say separate sides of the room and have a conversation using YouTube live but in the room so that we can troubleshoot and help each other like see and I can walk back and forth and help people through it rather than connect with somebody who's not in the room to start. Right. Can you connect uh, with your mobile device to YouTube Live? Um, I told them that they're in their laptops. <laughs> and make sure that they haven't changed anything about YouTube Live. Somebody told me the other day it was difficult. Every day. Well, they, they, they haven't changed it since the big change they did for Mad PD. So I, I went and checked and it's... Okay. Uh, it is a bit, and I sent. So I sent that um, the, for Mad P last year. I sent out a how-to video, and I sent that out to all the people who are coming because okay. the issue is they have to like these are all the logistics, right? Is they have to set up their YouTube Live account more than twenty-four hours before my session, or it won't work. I see. So I'm assuming that half of them won't do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing half will and half won't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. Well, what? I mean, the essence, though, could you do something like this with other platforms like Zoom or Flipgrid or... Yeah, I mean, I can do it with Google. It's it, Google Hangout. It's, Google it, Hangout. It, it is a Google Hangout. Like, it's literally the same technology as Google Hangout. It just connect. It just, it just archives it in YouTube Live. Okay. I just mean if they're not set up for it. Yeah, no, exactly. If they're not set up, I could throw it on Google Hangout because, I mean... Worst case scenario, I could take somebody, I get, you know, in a few minutes, you can take somebody, create them a Google account, and they're on Hangouts. Yeah. So you're going to be doing some techie stuff in the room. Yes. But that would be my second half. So in my mind's eye, as this conversation goes, I don't know what time you're available, Carol. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I like some of this analog stuff. I, I really want to do this, this, uh, this line and fold the line. I think that's a really good idea because if we can have these conversations first without any technology whatsoever, then add technology later, um, you know, to figure out the mechanisms, but it's not about the mechanisms. It's about the conversations, right? Yeah. It's about the, the connections that being able to take what you showed them in the room and having that tenfold just exponentially yeah. bigger. And I think I think you um, you should be very explicit about that. Um, the more explicit you are about it along the way, I think the the more they're going to take from it, and so that that um, that analog, as you call it, uh, experience, being explicit about that after it happens or before it happens, whatever, to to keep them coming back to the core 
purpose of why people connect in the first place, why you're doing this in the first place. It really isn't about using YouTube live or anything. And, and there are some, you know, there are still some people that, that would be attracted to this because it uses technology and say, Oh good. Here's a good use of technology, but it's not, this is a good, good use of humanity. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's hey. a good use of humanity. It's just the tool, like any means, this is almost becoming cliche, right? It's just not the technology, it's the, the technology, is the tool. And it's the the way that we're bringing in people from all over the world. Like, I'm not being able to bring in Carol without this, but it's Carol. It's not but the YouTube Live, it's cool. Yeah, and you know what else is cool is that the, the make a difference part, you know, people who are uh, teacher candidates, and how, mm. and you know, look at Sarah Lalone and people who are have so much they're contributing because they have a voice in the same space. And so, whomever's in your room, and um, I use Catherine Dierschke as an example all the time because I, I, she was a, a teacher candidate, a student teacher with me, but she was the best co teacher because she was um, fresh. And I always say naive enough to really believe what you're supposed to believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. And, I mean, it was fantastic because she would keep telling me, you know, I thought I thought everybody's supposed to be able to learn. I thought everybody could be at grade level. I thought, and so you know, they, that those fresh eyes push you to. Uh, and so Mad PD is a great example of how everybody should be sharing because that perspective is so important and you might not have a Sarah or a Catherine on your team. I mean, they're great. They're in the room today, but you need all these kinds of voices in your network because you need a, you need fresh eyes and you need seasoned people and you need people with perspectives you don't have. Can I, can I circle back? I said, I wanted to circle back to Jen court. Yeah, this um, is a great story. But this is a fantastic story uh, because Jen Court uh, came on to Mad PD. Remember, Derek, and she had no one in her session. I do very oh, well. Nobody yeah. came. Not a single person. And and so I happened to. Uh, I I don't know whether you said something about that or whether Jen said something about well, that. She, but she did. She was really cool about it. She she came on to the end of the night right. roundup. Right. right. So she came on to the end of that roundup, and she said, "Well, no one." came to my session and and right away everybody there there's like 20 of us well, we're gonna watch it <laughs> <We're all here. laughs> so so she came on and she um so she came on to a conversation with me a couple days later and I, I i i reached out to her and said well can you come on to uh to voice it radio we'll just have an, a conversation and then we talked about her doing uh, a podcast uh and she's been doing that for the past, what, she's got 34 episodes in here. And it's one of the most listened to podcasts that we play. Uh, wow. And if it, you know, if it wasn't for the, that end of the night thing, nobody would have heard that, that story. And, and she probably would have gone away and said, well, okay. So oh, and I, last year she did a presentation and it was a Mad PD. It was super well attended. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, really. in, in, in terms of listenership, I mean, no one's, no one's touching Carol Salva. I, mean, I don't know no, what you're no doing. Is, Carol. <laughs> no way. Is that true? That oh is... man. Like uh, 30,000 listens and downloads. Really? And, uh, oh, Carol, did I tell you about, 
I did not tell you this yet. So um, I was at a cub camp three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Okay. So she, like she, she doesn't know. It. You know it, <laughs> oh, yeah. Got it. Okay, Got so it. I'm at this this scout camp, and um, I, I in a previous life I was a cook, and so I was chucked in the kitchen. And I, I was, saw a tweet about this. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm cooking in this kitchen, and uh, this another lady is there with me, and we we get to talking, and um, it turns out she uh, she was a teacher, and she recently retired, and so we're talking about that for a while. And she's like, actually, you know, I work with uh, work with English language learners and like new uh, new immigrants to Canada and people unschooled and things like that. And I was like, oh, you might know my friend Carol Salva. <laughs> and she she lost it. <laughs> really? She's like Carol Salva. I follow her on Twitter. I have her book. Oh. You know her? <laughs> oh my god, that's so fabulous! I was like, yeah, I do. And so then uh. I tweeted, I tweeted you about with a picture of the potatoes in the oven, and you you like retweeted it or liked it or something, and she just lost it again. No way! <laughs> that's so great. Because we do follow each other. I was like, what are they doing together? <laughs> oh, anyway, so yeah, it was the great it was the great connection that and, uh, and they, how how did y'all know? I mean, how did how how um how, what was she doing there? I'm sorry. I don't I'm at a loss of the word. Had a cupcake. It's okay. Yeah, so she's she's the grandmother of a child who was on this camp as well. And she was just volunteering. We were just both volunteering, both got chucked in the kitchen and just started chatting and turned out we we're both teachers. And, uh, and she mentioned English language learners. And I was like, Oh, Carol Salva. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm so honored by that. That, that is a great so story. Fantastic. And, I know. And, and, and Derek, I didn't know you were a cook. I, you and Chris should get together and do a teachers that cook podcast or something like that. There you go. There you go. Well, did you have meatballs? Uh, that? Yeah, it wasn't. I don't <laughs> choose the food that gets cooked. Now they've got me doing this. I've done it three or four times now. I'm like, just let me do this. No one, shopping. no one choose, no one choose the food at cub camps or scout camps. Yeah. They just swallow yeah. it, right? That's fair enough. <laughs> I don't know if I really re- even realize it's Nikki Dunlap is who you were with. Yes. And I don't think I realized that she was in Ontario. I know I didn't know she was in Ontario with you. She's in Because I know I, I follow her. She's, you know, she, one of the cool ESL people. Well, well <laughs> really, that's, that's not a, a really good person to follow. Yeah, that's not a grandmother's name, though, Nikki. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know many grandmothers named Nikki. <laughs> She's awesome. That's so funny. You should tell her we almost went, met one time. Yeah, we drove by each other, right? <laughs> you drove by my school. I did. We took a picture of your school because you were inside of it. <laughs> that you were having a crazy day, crazy life or something. Yeah, it was a little bit nuts. It was a particularly crazy day. So have we helped you at all, Derek? Yeah, I think so, actually. I think uh, I feel like it's starting to uh, to crystallize here. We're getting there. Um, I think I need to do in my session, whenever we decide to connect, I need to do our fold the line before that as well, because I always bring up the power of the network and half the stuff that's in that book is because of the network. So this is probably too logistically crazy. 
stop me. Um, <laughs> can 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 we have small groups in your group? Talk to small groups in my group. Well, we could accept yeah. it. I don't think it's too logistically crazy. It would just have to fit with the curriculum of what I'm covering. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. I mean, we have a part of it. I mean, there's a part of the day that we're definitely talking about breaking down geographic barriers. There's yeah. a whole part of that is about yeah, that. Yeah, scrap that, though. I think well, you do your full of the line. I'll do my full of the line, and then we can, we come together. I think you're asking for trouble if you try to build yeah, that. No. Agreed. Agreed. Something so might have Some ideas that are ridiculous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> should have stopped. No, but I think we should. Wouldn't that be great? You know how there's like this is like conference season. It feels like yes, there's a lot yes, of conferences yes, yes. going on. Like if we were at different conferences, and, and <laughs> that would be logistically crazy. But we're doing it. We're doing it. It's just that mine is a full day conference. It's a it's like a training, and. You, I was just going to say at different conferences, could we Skype in with like put in a proposal that our <laughs> conference is going, we need our conference to connect. Are to we like co-present in two parts of the world? But in two different conferences. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, that's, I, I have to tell you that one of the most exciting things about the, um, the new voice ed radio technology we've bought into um, that we're just launching this month is the ability to use something it's a little app called lucy global and oh. it's uh it connects people to the voice ed radio platform in really high quality sound from your mobile device and really and so i was following uh, terry lavalley uh he went down to new orleans a couple of weeks ago and so i checked in with him from the conference uh a few times during the weekend and it was great because I just talked to him for ten or fifteen minutes. Uh, but we can we can link up people from different conferences through that platform and broadcast that out. Uh, so um, I know that has nothing to do with what you're doing this week, but oh, yeah. but, but it is possible and a great idea. So, can we apply to two conferences on the same day and say, like, look, you have to put us <laughs> at at one we have Eastern to Standard Time? They love that. <laughs> They'd love that. They'd love having to. <laughs> well, you know, you could really literally be in two places at one time, right? Anywhere in the world. So, so. Well, we do it all the time. One person is doing like you're doing. One person is doing the session and the other people are just available. They're in class. Or. Yes. But this is the first time I've ever connected with another group with somebody presenting. So we are, we are kind of doing it. Steven thinks this is the first of its kind. He doesn't think it's ever happened. I don't think, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert on like what what's happening every corner of the world, but just conceptually, I think it's kind of a unique idea. I tell you, speaking of unique ideas, I had this other thing I've been doing at conferences, Carol, I don't know if I've told you about yet, but I'm like four conferences deep on this where... Mm -hmm. I sent out a, um, I tweet out a, uh, a shared Google Doc. Mm, and I have yes. people put their 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 notes on there. Like, why are we doing this separately? Like, why are we not doing this together? Yes, I have seen that. I think you invited me to one of those, and I wasn't even at the conference, and it was fantastic to see everybody's everybody's notes. Yeah, there you go. That's happening. Too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Maybe our two groups can 
share a document. Why couldn't they? Oh, they absolutely could. Okay. All right. So I I think going back to that uh, that um, popular, it's it. I'm not sure if it's a meme or what what it is, but I've heard it a number of times where people uh, speakers will get up and quote, uh, you know that that idea that the smartest person in the room is the room. Right. And then they'll go and talk for 40 minutes and not, not ask anyone else in the room anything. That's um, hilarious. It's, it's kind of ironic, but uh, uh, you guys are talking about something really making that come alive, you know, and proving that. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, you, something you said the other day, I've said this, this is the start of many of the things I've said tonight, but something you said the other day um, it got me thinking when I uh, was framing what I did on the last PD. So last PD day, people might my teachers asked for um they were interested in certain topics and then i connected them with teachers who had an interest in those certain topics as well but when i was explaining what it was to steven i said that i was connecting those teachers with experts he sort of challenged me on it because it wasn't really Right. I mean, like what defines an expert, I guess, is, is a bit loose, but it wasn't really what I was actually doing was sort of going through my lexicon of um, of, of, of educators and their interests and, uh, and and connecting the things that made sense. Like I wasn't I had I had uh, sort of 25 educators in my mind that were available at that time that I knew would be good speakers. And then I had a whole bunch of um, specific topics put out by uh, educators in my building and I connected them together like I didn't I wasn't inventing people I was just like the most logical connections here and I, and I put them together so um it's not that you know what I'm trying to drive at here is that the expert thing is not the most important the, the most important thing is understanding that there are there are lots of there's so many other educators out there that are doing really awesome things in their class that we can connect and, and shift with and they're different and they're different grades and they're different whatever but but there are so many similarities and we can pull them in together and how did your teachers receive that day um what was the feedback i think it, this is my fourth year of the school so they're starting to understand my crazy <laughs> <laughs> And like the, the confidence is a little bit higher than it used to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I think it was, for the most part, it was really well received. You know, there were a few folks who didn't connect with the um, the people that they were that they were talking to. But I mean, if I had I had twenty people talk to in my building, talk to twenty other people, and I had two of them that sort of walked away and didn't feel great about their conversation, I like those odds. Right. Yeah. Like if I set those 20 people in front of uh, a one keynote, then, you know, the chance of 18 of them having really great connections is, is not likely. And then wow. all those other conversations that happened, most of them, not all of them, Stephen, I know yours was not one of them. Most of them, um, you know, exchanged email addresses and have talked since. Um, yeah, so, oh, I feel left out. Maybe I was one of the, the ones that did. Yeah, maybe me too. <laughs> So when you talk with Carol, I, she was talking crazy about how great you were. I can't stop. Oh. Uh, in fact, that spawned, it's, it's another interesting thing, is that it spawns stuff you don't even realize. Like, you don't know that after that conversation, she was talking to me uh, about how well it went, and she would really like to talk to um, 
an author to try to connect an author with her class. And so I connected her with Lucky Bud, who's out in BC. Oh, yeah. Lucky's awesome. Yeah. And so now Lucky is doing like an oral reading, like an oral story unit with her class. That's so great. And he's in BC and she's in Ottawa. And this is um, the thing is that in we a weird way, met. that's because of the conversation she had with you. So she was telling me how comfortable she felt with your conversation. And like, yes, you guys talked about certain content, but you also made her feel comfortable in that environment to the point where she was able to ask me for a different conversation to have right so that was important too well, that's great so so the, the positive outcomes yeah and well and and a positive outcome you know i i know i pushed back on that word expert and that's kind of that's just a personal thing i have about my own um sense of expert but i think expertise if people can through this uh mad pd and other professional learning networking um opportunities understand that they do have expertise that they they do have uh you know skills and and th things that they've honed over the years or, or are honing and it's in that process of honing that that expertise is developed and uh i just think it's a great opportunity that you're providing and, and you need to you need to to let to let people on Wednesday know that that they find a way of communicating that because that's the, that's the big takeaway for me all right okay I feel better now that's gonna be great no matter what <laughs> cool all right well we have th two and a half minutes Steve anything else to discuss um no um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's minutes. a time change did you did you uh did you did uh, change your clocks carol is this a new time for you yeah yes it is it is and i was very glad that my iphone changes the clocks for me isn't that great <laughs> yeah so when i was yeah. when i was in high school i used to um i didn't change i didn't change my uh, my clock radio by, beside my bed um until i felt i needed the hour so i i used to live in kind of two <laughs> worlds and <laughs> And, and so, but Zoe is the opposite. I mean, she has it changed before she goes to bed. So, uh, I was, I was doing the dock last night and got off at 11 and got upstairs and said, Oh my God, I have another hour. I signed off too early because yeah. she had changed all the clocks already. And, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a cool I thing. was really scared because I had to get an Uber at three 30 in the morning. Whoa. I had a five, I know I had a 5 AM flight. Yeah. And I was like, what time does it officially change? Oh, right. Two o'clock, right? I know. And I'm like, is the Uber driver going to know? Oh, my God. Well, he's connected. She's connected. It all worked out just fine, obviously. You get, I'm in you get from one o'clock to two o'clock twice, right? Is that how that goes? I guess so. Usually asleep for it. Whoa. But I'm. That's, see, that's a better thing to stay up for, better than the ringing end of the new year almost. I mean, to, to experience that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right, team. Well, I'm pretty stoked that this happened. Thank you very much. And, well, thank uh, you. I think we should uh, almost definitely get this podcast out before the uh, presentation next week. People can see what kind of craziness goes on before it all happens. Well, I am going to send it to you. I'll send it to you tonight, and then you can do what you want with it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Carol, and thanks, Stephen. And next week, uh, we're going to do it again. See you on Sunday yeah. night. And I'll see thanks. you Wednesday. Yes, you will. Oh, I'm jealous. I'll kind of be there. <laughs> <laughs>